You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Okay, guys, uh, we're back. We took some time off. It's just me today. Uh, Big news. Um, just found out about an hour ago, young Jamie has COVID. So Rogan is going to be off next week. So it's October 19th and, and he's going to take some time off. Hopefully Jamie is okay. Uh, why I had to do a podcast today is I thought, well, you know, if young Jamie dies of COVID, I got to get in real quick and, uh, get, get everyone updated. So hopefully he's fine. I'm sure he will be, um, they repeated a few last week, not repeated, but uh, I guess they had them kind of uh, stored away and because they weren't actually in the studio, and that's how Jamie was able to run off and get COVID somehow. But uh, they had some good guests. Roy Jones Jr. was in. That was pretty badass. Tom Papa, as always, excellent. And then Wesley Hunt running for Congress. So without further ado, let's start the show podcast you're listening to the joe rogan experience review what a bizarre thing we've created now with your host adam thorne this might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time one go enjoy the show so poor young jamie poor poor young jamie rogan does not have it nor does the rest of his staff i guess he's gonna update us Later in the week, so stay tuned. Um, he stays in great shape, so I'm sure he's going to be okay. But uh, scary times, scary times. Having Roy Jones Jr. on podcast 1548 was pretty badass. He's had Tyson on twice. He's a huge fan of Roy. Uh, I think this is the first time that they got to meet. But Roy knew that Rogan was a big fan, and he's always said good things. For those of you who don't know, Roy Jones Jr. is an incredible boxer. And if you want to learn about boxing a little bit or just what it's like to be a boxer that's this is a fantastic podcast for it me personally i'm a huge fan of roy jones jr for for a long time i i I, i'm not a massive boxing fan i've got into it more over the last few years uh way more of an mma fan but certain boxers are amazing you know tyson muhammad ali roy jones jr you know even mayweather i guess you could put in there for for what it's worth i mean it's just they're those types of personalities and skill sets the where you know it's almost like you can watch any sport if the person that's doing it is like the michael jordan of that sport it just looks incredible and uh roy jones is definitely that unbelievable absolute legend uh he started off talking about when he was younger he would watch chickens fighting and that kind of taught him how to fight. I think that's very interesting. I don't know how much realistically he would have learned watching chickens, but he is, you know, former world champ, so what do I really know? Um, a bit of history on Roy is he got robbed in the Olympics, and they talk about this, like the Korean Olympics way back in the day. He just got screwed over. The same kind of thing happened to Mayweather you know, when he was in the Olympics, so it's like really just super bullshit, to be honest. And uh, obviously, a lot of what they talked about was the build-up to the Tyson fight. And I wonder how many of you guys are into that. Tyson versus 
versus Roy Jones. This kind of reminds me of like when Tito fought Chuck. Um, what was that, Bellator or some other like fighting organization? I don't want to make it seem like it's not a big deal or it's not cool, but you know, and not to disrespect him, but it's a couple of older guys that were once amazing scrapping it out. I just don't know. It's hard to say if it's going to be any good. It's more like of a spectacle than anything. I just really can't decide. I'm sure I'm going to watch it because it's a big deal and they're two legends. But I'd like to hear back from you guys. See if you guys are into that at all. I mean, I don't know. I'm not 100% sold on it. Tyson's looking pretty tough. You know, there's some video of him really kicking some ass. So so we're going to find out. We're going to find out what's going on. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Roy talked a little bit about how he thinks the fight is kind of favored in Tyson's direction because they they put the fight back a little bit. So it's like a few months that they've kind of put the fight back and, and get held off on it. Uh, I guess it was scheduled maybe even for September originally. I can't remember, but now it's like November or December. Who knows if it'll go back from there. Uh, they're being heavily tested steroid-wise. I think that's a bit of a shame, honestly. I think uh, they're old. You should just load them up with whatever you want and whatever they want and get in the best possible shape of their lives. I mean, assuming it doesn't kill them, obviously, but I I don't think steroids do that. Uh, Maybe if they both had a bunch of cocaine, that would be a problem. They might have a heart attack, but they'd get moving. And... uh, Roy did talk about how he's ready to die in the ring. I love that from, from you know, fighters and professional athletes putting everything on the line. But do you really mean it? Do you really mean that? Like, I don't think, number one, nobody wants to die. And what is he trying to prove? Or is it just a mindset? Do you have to say that to yourself in order to give everything? I don't know. I almost feel like if you're saying that, it's like, are you even being cautious out there? Like, you should be very cautious, clearly. I mean, especially if Mike Tyson's going to punch your head off. I mean, he may be older, and maybe his punches don't have as much of, like, impact. Maybe he can't throw as many, but I'm sure he could lift you right off your feet. 50 years old today is not, is not what it once was. Uh, I don't know. You know, they're both lions. They're both animals when it comes to their boxing. So it's going to be interesting to see what's capable. I don't know if they're doing 12 rounds. Surely not. Um, hopefully shorter rounds and not as many. Uh, but Because if this goes into later stages, later rounds, I mean, it's just going to be so slow. It's going to be absolutely awful to watch it. I would imagine. I don't know. He did say something really cool, like a one of those quotes that, and I don't know who originally said it, but he goes, it's not how hard you work, it's about how smart you work hard. And I really like that. I really like that a lot just for anybody to take into account. Not how hard you work, it's about how smart you work hard. Because... You know, even take just your job or like being in the workforce. If you just are, you know, an absolute machine and you just grunt through everything, but you don't do it in a smart way, you probably never get any credit for it and everyone would just keep giving you that shit work anyway. 
But if you are really smart and strategic about how you work and you're a hard worker, you're going to get noticed for that. And that's really going to pay off. Now, that's not exactly what he's talking about. He's just talking about working hard, but also getting really fucking good at what you're doing so you don't get knocked the fuck out. You can knock someone out. I get that. But it's still a great uh, saying for sure. And then when they kind of went over their list of favorite fighters and inspirations, obviously Muhammad Ali came up as Roy Jones' favorite just because, I mean, obviously the way he would move, the the power he had, I mean, how dynamic he was, also how much of a shit talker he was. He, he was great with mind games when no one was really doing that. I mean, watch some old videos on Muhammad Ali. I mean, for number one, he doesn't move like a heavyweight, but he punches like one. The, the things he could do were just unbelievable. And culturally, of course, I mean, who hasn't heard of him? Who doesn't know what his deal is? I mean, just very, very, um, very powerful stuff, for sure. And, and then, lastly, we're talking about some of the latest heavyweights. Obviously, we've talked about Tyson Fury before, Deontay Wilder. And Joe asked what you could do, what Roy could do to help Deontay out. And I would have assumed nothing because what I've heard is after Tyson tore him apart, it really showed some major holes in his game. Like maybe he's not that good of a boxer, but Roy was sure. Give give Roy six months with this guy, and he's gonna he's gonna teach him how to move. And it's all about the jab. Get him get him jabbing right, moving right. He's already got the power hand, and you know he's gonna he's gonna crush it. But I like Roy's attitude. He's always come across as like a an arrogant badass. But you know, but I still liked it because he was fucking really good at his shit. But it, he was super chilled on this, and you know, it's like ego in check stuff. It's uh, it was it's cool to hear it. I've never heard that type of an interview with with Roy Jones before. Moving on, we got Tom Papa, fifteen forty nine. They get into COVID right away. A lot of COVID talk. Obviously, the president just got it. Uh, That was wacky, right? I mean, the president gets it a few days later. He's 100% fine. And I still can't figure out what this shit is all about, honestly. I I mean, he's an old man. And he beat it in a few days. And, you know, people are saying, oh, he had the greatest medical care of all time and blah 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 but i mean still it exists it was a few days i mean i've like hit my knee real bad before and it took longer than a few days before i was like yeah i'm 100 percent fine and this is a thing that is shutting down the whole world i don't know i want to get conspiracies on it but uh i traveled all over while uh this stuff was going on that's why i wasn't doing the podcast i mean i traveled all over the country for months and months i was actually you know trying to find a new place to live in the same way joe did like he went off to austin uh i didn't choose that i chose bozeman montana which i think was high on his list anyway but it's fucking beautiful up here so i was like see you later and um you know i went to nashville virginia um all over and people are just responding so differently. It's like even in Santa Monica, where I came from, it's still like lots of masks, lots of shutdown stuff. 
you're only eating outside. Many other parts of the country are not doing anything like that. People aren't concerned. So different responses to it all. I I don't know where where we stand on all that stuff. But, you know, the question is, wear a mask or not? That's what they talked about. Should they do it? Should they not? How is it airborne? How is it not? You know, it's... And then Joe talks about Fauci lying. That was a big deal. He's like, give the mask to first responders. Everyone else, don't worry about it. I mean, that's not cool. It's a fucking lie. Some bullshit. Uh, I don't know. I just... I can't... I can't figure it out. Joe loves to rip on Gary Newsom, who's like the, whatever he is, the governor of California. I think that guy's a dick too. Uh, Most of the reason why I left, that state just became a mess. The cities, the homeless, everything was just, it was fucked up, to be honest. Where I live, we didn't used to have really any homeless around there. And things, you know, were fun and normal. I lived right by the beach. It was a beautiful spot, right by the comedy store. And, uh, you know, that's like 10 miles away from the comedy store. But once the comedy store closed down, they couldn't even do the shows on there, even if you had masks on. And then they kind of shut the beaches down. And look, a lot of people stayed and they're having a good time. But to me, it was just like, okay, that's the end of a chapter. And if I want to move back there, you know, you can always do it later. The place isn't going anywhere. But the things I really enjoyed about being there were just not the same and it and a lot of it seems like it was the handling of the state and and Gary's thing. I mean, whatever. Maybe that guy's cool. I don't know him. But I don't really give a fuck about that guy. And that's not a political thing. It's not like, oh, because I lean one way or the other. I I I assume he's a Democrat. I don't even know. I'm not really political at all. But just watching how it was all unfolding and then the problems with the unemployment, you know, and people getting unemployment. So many people didn't get it. It didn't work well. It was, uh, it was crazy. I don't know. It's, uh, not, not how I like to run things. Uh, Tom and Joe talk a little bit about the, uh, comedy store documentary, which I'd not heard that they were making. And I'm really interested to watch that. For anybody that's into comedy, and uh, which I am definitely, I can't wait to watch it. Tom Papa talked a lot about Joe's part in it and how big of a role he played in really picking up the comedy store and making it what it is. And I'm telling you, it was a very, very special place for the last four or five years that I'd lived in L.A. I went there often, saw a lot of them perform, and it's just, it's beautiful. The camaraderie, the friendship, the just the energy there. It was really, really pretty special. And I'm looking forward to watching uh, that documentary. Uh, I don't know where to find it. If anyone knows, email me or uh, message me on the, the Instagram. It's the Joe Rogan Universe Instagram. Um, it's always good to hear from you guys, by the way, of course. Um, and I will be doing these more consistently. So thanks for sticking with it and continuing to download. I know a lot of people are just downloading older episodes, which honestly, I don't even understand why you would do that, but thank you. Um, But yeah, I want to see that documentary. I want to see just kind of uh, what Joe's full role is in that because you don't always know the whole story. 
Um, I know he stepped away for a while after he called Mancia out, and uh, they kind of pushed him out. But when he came back, things had changed, and they were all working together on the podcast, which was all the different podcasts. So really good stuff. Uh, I like that. There wasn't that kind of famine mentality. They were all supporting each other. They get into uh, a little bit the new documentary Social Dilemma on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Let me know what you think of it. I watched it. Pretty scary stuff. The idea that the social media uh, AI are just designed to make you keep watching and clicking and engaged no matter what the outcome is or how they do it. And it makes sense if that's where the money is. They keep you connected, but what what the programmers didn't realize is what is the end game? Like, what does that do? And it looks like it's possibly, and not to freak everyone out, but possibly tearing the fabric of democracy to pieces. The idea is that the divide is even larger, and it's feeding propaganda to both sides, making, you know, people more extreme and less able to come together, pushing these um, conspiracy theories in both directions, kind of demonizing each person. And and what, what gets you more engaged are things that you hate, like things that really make you mad rather than things that make you very happy. So it's more of a reflection of human nature than it is uh, anything else. So... You know, to say, I guess to say that the the social media types that put this these programs together, the engineers, to say it's their fault, I mean, they're just trying to find ways to keep you engaged. And then the, the program is, is working their algorithms, watching what keeps you engaged, and spitting more of that back to you. So I, I, I don't know what the answer is. Do they stop doing it, or do we change the way that we want to engage? Like, is it like, okay, only look at positive shit instead of allowing ourselves to be really engaged with super negative content that may or may not be true? Like, maybe people should fact check some shit before they're like, oh, yeah, that's what that is. Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, Joe's obviously doing Sober October. And 20, 20 day, 19 days in. He's doing it on his own. But yeah, doing Sober October. Probably a good time since Jamie got sick. Get your immune system boosted. And he's working out every day. I think he said twice a day, which is pretty intense. Or maybe just every day. But when you're like 52, that's... It's not easy. It's not easy to do. So good for Joe. And uh, no one else is doing it with him. Everyone else said fuck it this year, which I'm surprised about. I thought this would be like more of a big deal. Like I kind of do it every year. It's just a good time to do it. Nothing's really happening in October anyway. I mean, Halloween, you want to have some drinks, but that's at the end of the month. So that counts. That's all right. Um, but yeah, nobody else was, nobody was into it. I think Aerie is also doing like, like drug month where he's just doing different drugs every day. I don't know how true that is whether he's actually sticking to it but it's definitely funny and you got to give hit him that um 
They talk a little bit about meditations and breathing. Now, this is interesting, and I'd like to hear back from, from you guys. Is anyone out there doing breathing exercises, mantra reading shit, or like, um, you know, breath work? Joe was saying that he did it. I just do not think I have the patience for that. I like the idea of it. Uh, I've done it a few times, but I was in a men's group once that uh, would do it at the beginning. It just used to make me dizzy. I didn't really care for it. It wasn't it wasn't really my cup of tea, but they're swearing by it. And I guess if you're out there and you get anxiety or you're a little worked up, um, worth trying. Worth trying to see if you can calm yourself down. Anxiety is no joke. It's... Uh, can be scary shit for sure i got quite a lot of it before i moved trying to figure out if it was the right thing for me to do like do i want to stay by the beach where it's nice and sunny and good and or do i want to make a real big change go where it's going to be cold and i know no one and see how i got out well it's not that i know no one i know people here but you know that's a big change you're kind of leaving like what is what looks like vacation every day with perfect weather and you're you're stepping out into the wilderness where it's it's a lot different i mean it's 80 degrees right now back where i lived and it was here it was snowing today when i was driving around i mean you gotta get used to it but uh like anything that type of anxiety just kind of dies away the last podcast for the week wesley hunt 1550 <coughs> Excuse me. Wesley is a friend of dear old Crenshaw, the uh, one-eyed gentleman that's senator, I believe, or congressman. Both Republicans. Wesley is from a long line of military family, very educated man, has three master's degrees, bit of a show-off. Very cool, though. And... I liked a lot of what he had to say. Again, I'm not political. I'm not voting for him either. I don't live there. But what he was saying is very sensible. You know, it's America first stuff. I quite like that. I mean, I got to say, I live in America. I I would. And I'm, and I'm English. So, you know, it's not like I, I'm a, you know, it's not like it would be weird for me to be biased towards another country. Of course, England. But it's all good. I live here. And I like that idea. Bring jobs here. Keep them here. Do that stuff. Uh, Second Amendment stuff is also pretty cool with me too. I'm I'm all for it. I mean, I don't think we need to have access to rocket launchers, but uh, people can have their guns. Like, whatever. Yeah, but three master's degrees is... I don't even know why you would get that many. Uh... I, I just don't get it. Um, they talk a lot about the importance of working out. Joe even said that you would want to hang out with a version of him that is working out rather than the one that isn't. And that was kind of in um, relation to COVID and the lockdown and how people can't get out and go to the gym. Uh, you know, because you'll be more stressed. You're be more stressed if you're not working out and if you're not able to express... That, those kind of energies because of COVID. And and that's a question that Joe brings up and I've thought of a lot. Like, what are the numbers of depression? How hard as has this hit people? I mean, probably pretty fucking hard. 
even though maybe they didn't get sick because they quarantined and stayed home, but, you know, they weren't in school, they weren't working, they were getting in debt. How difficult has this been for people? And you don't hear a lot about that. And I think that's a shame. I think that's a, a, a narrative that n- neither side wants to talk about. And, and you know, I get why, because it's really depressing and it kind of takes the focus away from what COVID is. But it's a serious thing to consider because, you know, Joe was talking about how he spoke to a sheriff in L.A. that said that suicides went from one a week to now about five a day. Now, I, I don't know, five a day? How many fucking people are dying from COVID a day? in in LA I mean probably more than that but still it's like hold on if five people are committing suicide how many other people are just incredibly depressed and it it's trickling down into their work their family their kids I mean awful really really bad stuff not to turn this into a massive dampener obviously but I mean we should talk about how difficult this has all been So when we come up against it again, when there's another, I don't know, what would you call it, a flare-up of this disease, that some different things happen. We can't just shut everything down, you know? What what next? Where else am I going to move to? The Arctic? Alaska? Might be all right. Joe obviously talks a little bit about why he moved, what why he chose Austin. Um, You know, I even thought, I had a few cities picked out that I wanted to move to or like I wanted to try out. Um, Mostly East Coast, like I went to Atlanta, um, Tennessee, well, well, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia and couldn't decide on any of those, though did some good hunting in Virginia and... Uh, yeah, ended up with Bozeman. Joe said that Bozeman was on his list, or uh, Colorado. So, you know, they are great spots. A lot of people have moved to Austin, though, in an incredible amount. And there was an article today that Joe um, released, or, like, somebody wrote about, where Joe was saying that he he basically was has been told by people there that, they don't mind people from L.A. moving out to Austin, but just don't bring that, like, L.A. energy and those L.A. votes with you. And and people, it's funny, people have said that to me in Bozeman. They've said, like, don't be too L.A. up here. Like, Bozeman is Bozeman, and, you know, don't bring that with you. I find that funny. I mean, I'm English, and I've lived all over. It's not like I am L.A. or even have much of an L.A. vibe, but... They made sure that they told me that, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. So, yeah, people are protective over their states. I get it. I get it. Uh, lastly, on the podcast, they kind of get onto like online social media stuff um, after they talk about like child sex trafficking for a minute that was really disturbing. I, I don't know. I kind of, that was a lot for me. So I'm just like, all right, I'm skipping it. But, you know, they get into talking about arguing on Twitter. And Joe makes this argument all the time. It's why I don't read reviews, and especially my own. I mean, people have a lot to say about this podcast. 
sometimes they're nice and a lot of times they're not. But I don't look at that shit because what's the point? It's like someone's probably just having a bad day. I can't imagine a very super positive person ever bothering to say really shitty things to someone they don't even know. I I don't get it. But, you know, Joe says if you're sitting around all day on Twitter arguing with people or even just writing really shitty reviews all the time, you might be mentally ill. And there might be something to that. It's a kind of mental illness, right? It's like what kind of anger do you have inside of you? Sure, something can just be shitty and you can not like it. But if you're doing it all the time, what what are you getting up to? Like there's better ways to spend your life for sure. There just is. I mean, people say that to me about this podcast, but I enjoy this shit, so... Go fuck yourselves. I'm doing it. But yeah, I do agree. And, and you know, and that's part of it too. Like censorship is totally out of control. And a lot of that comes from the left. So thank God the podcasts haven't been hit like that. Like nobody's ever told me what I can say and not say. I mean, I just say whatever I'm thinking on this. And when I have a guest, I encourage them to say the same thing. I mean, try not to be like a Debbie Downer. But, you know, what I do is to talk about what I found interesting and kind of expand on it on a podcast that relates to, you know, our society in general. I mean, for me, it's, it's uh, uh, kind of like stress relief. But when I started doing this podcast, Joe's one was... St- Joe's podcast was still very big, but it's not what it is today. I mean, it's really making a huge impact today. And people should talk about it. That's what I've always said. Like, discuss what's happening. I mean, it's such a huge cultural event just in itself that it's like, let's get a dialogue going. Let's talk about what's happening. But who knows? Who knows? But anyway, it's good to be back, guys. And thank you for downloading. As always, you can email me at joeroganexperiencereview at gmail.com. I always like to hear from you guys. And uh, also find us on Instagram, which is, um, I can't even remember what it is. Is it Joe Rogan Universe? Or I can't remember what the handle is. Shit. I'll get it for next time. I'm fucking useless with this shit, though, to be honest. I think it might just be Joe Rogan Experience Review. I think it is. Joe Rogan Experience Review. And you'll see the little the little icon image logo that, that we made for it. But uh, that's it for this week. I appreciate you guys. And hopefully Jamie will get better. And we'll find out what the hell is going on pretty soon. Laters.